So are you ready for the word of God today? Yeah. I'm excited to share with you. Isa sa mga pinaka life, ano ba to? Yung pinaka priority ko sa buhay ko is to be a perpetual learner. Ako ay isang lifelong learner. Ayoko yung pag sinabi nakatapos, na, nakatapos ng pag-aaral. Ibig sabihin, tapos ka na sa pag-aaral? Hindi. Ako gusto ko maging lifelong learner and aggressive learner. And one of the ways, not by choice, pero by practical reality, isa sa mga paraan kung paano ako nagiging learner is through my mistakes. Yung aking pagkakamali, even mga kasalanan, somehow, some way, ginagamit ni Lord yung aking mga failures to help me learn and grow a little better. Sabi ni, ni, ni Proverbs, it said that iron sharpens iron. So that's two people. Na banggaan, hindi iron sharpens cotton. Or plastic sharpens iron. May banggaan, mayroong sakit, mayroong uh, kiskisan. And that will make a person grow. And also, when we have our personal failures. So today, ang topic natin is just learn from it. Alam ko may pinagdaanan ka. Alam ko na may mga hard times, kahirapan, maybe financial, maybe health problems, crisis. Maybe your house is leaking water. Or maybe like sa amin, you don't have water. <laughs> the thing is, anything that we're going through, we can learn from it. Can you just tell your neighbor, learn from it? Yeah. Just learn from it. So it's about learning from our mistakes. Lahat tayo nakakamali. Pero hindi lahat ng mistakes ay pantay-pantay sa damage or sa effect. Ang bata na nagkamali sa kanyang paglalakad as a, as a toddler, hindi naman ganun ka tindi ng, ng damage or kasalanan. We like it when the kid gets back up and tries to walk again. So walang problema yan. Eh, Pag uh, third grade, nagkamali sa math exam, okay lang, you're still on the way. At least you got 90 or 60, 70, 80. May, may time for improvement. Lahat tayo mayroong mga, mga mistakes. E pagdating sa mga nag-adult uh, na, when you make decisions, there's more on the line. Mas, mada, mas maraming madadamay pag nagkamali tayo. Yung iba, naniwala, na-scam. Boong inheritance nila na nawala. O kaya ikaw ay driver na, nagkamali, pumasok sa one-way street, or nagkamali sa nag-change lane na hindi mo nakita, nasagasaan, something. There can be fatal mistakes. And as we get older, the, the more we have to learn from our mistakes and take responsibility. When you disobey God, and I know that this happens to me a lot. I don't try to, pero nakakamali. Minsan, nadidisobey tayo kay Lord. That's called sin. Gusto natin, minsan, na ilighten. Wag sin. Let's just call it a little mistake. Ayaw natin gamitin yung word sin, di ba? Kasi parang ang sakit. Kasalanan! Tao lang naman ako. Judgment error. Or, I just made a human, just a little mistake. And, well, we need to call the spade a spade. Pag black yan, black yan. Pag white, you know, you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So, kailangan na ma-align ma yung ating kaisipan at kung ano yung tawag doon sa maling ginawa. And let's call it what God calls it. If it's disobedience, it's a sin. Yung sa Bible word is 
Transgression. You've heard the word trespassing, right? No trespassing. Mayroong harang o may may hangganan. Pag tumawit ka, pag nag-cross over, you're trespassing. When God puts up a boundary for our life, it's for our protection. And when we cross the, the, the utos ng Diyos, ang tawag doon, transgression. When we miss the mark, hindi nagawa yung inutos ni Lord or yung kalooban ng Diyos. It's, it's off alignment. Parang nag-shoot ka ng archery and hindi mo na-hit yung bullseye. That's a sin. Missing the mark. And sa ating daily life, I know it's so tempting kasi every day na andyan na yung consuming with our body, with our mouth, our eyes, our ears, consuming with our body, yung corrupt. What God says is unclean. We consume in our mind and emotions and, and actions. We have a lot of mistakes kaliwat kanan sa buhay natin. Am I preaching sa sarili ko lang? Or may kausap ba ako dyan? May, nakaka-relate ba kayo? So, hindi nakakatulong na i-sugarcoating yung, oh, well, that's just a weakness. No, let's just confess it. It's wrong. It's a sin. It's not, uh, you know, we need to, first of all, not water down. Huwag uh, palabnawin ang mga, yung katotohanan. So it's very important that we understand yung bigat ng ibang mistakes, lalo na tayo ng mga adult na. So in Romans chapter 6.23, it says, Ang kapalit or ang kabayaran ng kasalanan, kamatayan. Usapan dito, kamatayan. And Romans 3.23, lahat ay nagkasala. Walang sino man sa atin na masasabi na I'm at the standard of Jesus. Kung compare mo ang sarili mong standard sa, sa, sa kapatid mo o sa kapitbahay mo. But no, we need to compare to the standard of Christ. Yan ang, yan ang ating uh, uh, measurement. No? And it's only, the reason I said all of that, kasi it's only when I recognize kung gaano kasama, kung gaano kalaki ng kasalanan ko, utang, doon lang ako, pag nalaman ko na kung gaano kasama, kung gaano ka-wrong ang kasalanan, doon ko ma-appreciate yung biyaya ng Diyos. Doon lang makakaroon ka ng value kung gaano kalaki ng debt ko na pinatawan ng Diyos. You can only really value God's mercy kasi by, by definition, mercy means you deserve a punishment. Pero hindi na carried out. So we have to recognize the huge debt. If you have your notes right there, debt. Utang sa langit. The huge debt and the cost of my sin. It's, it's not free, mga kapatid. Sinabi ko tong last week, yung kapatawaran ng kasalanan mo, hindi libre. May nagbayad. Hindi lang ikaw magbabayad. Libre sa'yo. Pero nagbayad si Jesus ng dugo niya, buhay niya. And it says in Colossians chapter 2, over in 13 to 14, you were, tingnan mo kung gano'n kabigat ang kasalanan, you were dead because of sin. You were cut off, separated sa Diyos. But then, ang nangyari, God made you alive. Kung death is separation, alive is connected, attached. God made you alive with Christ. Paano? Paano ka magiging connected kay Christ? Eh, makasalanan ka. 
Well, here's how. Having canceled the charges of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. Kaya tayo umiwalay sa Diyos because of that sin, that debt. But Jesus took it away nang ipinako niya sa cross. So, nobody wants to make mistakes. Ang Diyos, hindi niya gusto na magkamali tayo, but He knows we will. Alam ng Diyos, makakamali tayo. Sino sa inyo minsan may mistake, mistakes? Ang nice lang ng Diyos is hindi uulitin. That you will learn from it. And that you will not get bitter, but you will get better. You will, kung mag-fail ka man, you will fail forwards, hindi backwards. Ibig sabihin, pag forward, at least you made it a little farther along. Pag tumayo ka, you're a little farther than you were before you failed. Are you following me? Sabi mo, just learn from it. And Proverbs chapter 24, 16, A righteous man may fall seven times. Wait, 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 wait. Sabi righteous man? Eh, nahulog, nahulog sa kasalanan, nag-fail siya, not one time, not two times, paulit-ulit, nadadapa siya, paulit-ulit, he's falling, he's failing. Bakit ang tawag sa kanya, righteous? Kala ko pag-righteous, perfect, walang pagkakamali. No? Hindi siya righteous dahil wala siyang ka- mistakes. Righteous siya, Dahil sa kanyang direction at connection sa Savior. And ito ang ginagawa niya. He keeps getting back up. He keeps learning. Kung mag-fail forward, he gets up. So it will, I hope today, yung takeaway is that you can improve. Hindi ka stuck sa iyong mga routine sins. Hindi ka trap ang power ng Kasalanan ay broken na in Christ. Kung akala mo, this is me, matagal na tong addiction ko, wala akong magagawa. It's not true. Ang truth is, the Lord wants to use kahit anong failure mo, kung ano yung kasalanan, kung ano yung mistakes, to teach you. Tuition. To develop you and mature you. Sa agriculture, pag mature, lumago, ibig sabihin may bunga. Sa Christian relationship natin kay Christ, pag may bunga, it glorifies our Father. John 15. And so, it's very important that we don't get stuck thinking, wala ako magawa. Tao lang naman ako. I can't change. You can change. Because you have the Holy Spirit. So, the second thing na gusto kong i-write down natin is to choose, and this is not accident, hindi ito emotions lang, sadya, choose humility. When convicted or confronted with sin. Okay, pag sinabi kong humility, you know what that is. Hindi ka nag, nag-excuse or blame shifting or iwas uh, responsibility. You choose to just humble down the moment, as soon as you become aware that you have sinned, or that you have made a mistake, or that you're, you're the one na may bad attitude. Or kahit nasabihin mo, eh kasi siya eh. 
Dapat una siya mag-apologize, no? That's pride. Humility is you just humble down. Now, let me tell you that I, I wrote, you underlined the word convicted. Not like a convicted criminal. The, the word that is in the Bible for convicted, it's more of like the word convince. Convince. It's yung pag-ujok ng Holy Spirit telling you, hey, that's not right. What you did is wrong. It's not a condemnation. Now, I reject you. The Lord will never reject you in Christ. And God never, 100%, pag mayro kang feeling of condemnation, matik yan, hindi galing kay Lord. Because Romans 8.1, there's no condemnation in Christ. But the conviction, yung Holy Spirit is steering in your heart, is for education purposes, to tell you, mali yun. I need to correct you, align you. Maliya. So may, may, may mga sinasabi ng Holy Spirit, not maybe audible, but yung, yung pag-ujok. It sometimes feels like yung konsensya. Seems like yung minsan nagkamali ka, nagkukonsensya ka. Magpasalamat for that feeling. Not to make you feel guilty, but to hoy kissing. You're in the wrong direction. This is the wrong path. And you need to change something. Okay? Now, mabuti pa kung na nararanasan ng conviction, kusang loob ka magbago. Kusang loob ka na magsisi at align, make things right that were wrong. Pero madalas, hindi tayo nag-aaminin. Hindi tayo nag-take ng ownership ng ating mga mistakes. Which is why the next word, usually, if we don't listen and respond to conviction, then God brings someone sa buhay mo to confront you. Or maybe to irritate you. Or to makialam sa business mo hanggang sa lalabas at lalabas na ang iyong kasalanan. Or ang iyong, you know, uh, it's not about na mapahiya ka, but sometimes mapapahiya ka. Eh, hindi sana makarating sa point na yan if you responded to the conviction. But eventually, it becomes na booking kana. Maybe not today, maybe not next week, pero sooner or later, kung ikaw ay tunay na anak ng Diyos, something will be confronted so that lalabas yung kailangan mong i-align. Your mistakes, it's not love if the Lord lets you go on and on and on in your mistakes. That is not love. If you're a mother or a father and yung anak mo is laging nagkakamali sa pagsasalita or sa kanyang habits or sa kanyang ginawa, kung hindi mo siya i-correct, parang hindi mo anak yan. Parang uh, sa labas yan, tagalabas yan. If you love your child, you correct. And if God loves you, you're, and He does love you, there's gonna bring a kind of correction. Masakit ba? Oo. It's not comfortable. Pero mas... Hindi comfortable yung fish out of the water. At parang ikaw yun, kung ikaw ay believer, you belong in Christ, in righteousness. Parang fish sa loob ng dagat, sa, sa dagat. Pero pag, pwedeng lumabas ang isda sa, sa, sa water, pero hindi siya magiging comfortable doon. Kasi hindi yan ang kanyang normal environment. And a Christian that sins is like a fish out of the water. And you need someone to kick you back into the water. 
Masakit yung sipa, pero at least you got back. Hello, are you following? <laughs> and let me give you an example. Si King, dalawang hari, si King Saul and King David. I-compare natin yung kanilang response sa, kasi pareho sila may kasalanan, pero hindi sila nag-response sa conviction ni Lord. So God had to send yung prophet to confront them. Si Saul naman, Saul, was told by God, he said, you need to go sa mga Amalekites and defeat them, kill them. It needs to be wiped out. Kasi yung mga Amalekites, napakasamang tao. They are very evil. Sabi ni Lord, wipe out everything. Don't keep their food. Don't keep their animals. Don't keep their king. Kill the king. Kill the animals. Get, destroy everything. Ang ginawa ni Saul, opposite. He took their king. Kasi nung sinuuna, kung nag-capture ka ng kalaban na king, parang pogi points mo yan. Parang trophy. So parang doon siya na, na feel na, oh, this is, uh, you know, I'm better than you, da-da-da. And then hindi na pinatayang mga hayop. So he had to be confronted by prophet Samuel. And nung dumating si Samuel, agad-agad, nagmayabang pa si Saul. Bless you, brother! I have obeyed the Lord. Everything sinabi ng Lord, I obey. Sabi ni Samuel, kung nag-obey kay kay Lord, bakit naririnig ko yung mga kambing, yung mga cattle? Why, why are there animals around? And then sabi ni King Saul, ah, eh, uh, eh, kasi sila, yung mga tao ko kasi. Yung mga, yung mga soldiers, they, tinago nila, they kept some kasi, para kay Lord naman yan. Para kay Lord. is a sacrifice mga offering para kay Lord. Kaya, parang, mas alam namin kung ano yung gagawin namin sa buhay namin. This is the thing. Mas alam ko kung anong dapat gawin sa buhay ko kaysa kay Lord. I know better than God. Alam ko kung anong magiging future ko, kung what's best for my relationship. I don't need God's telling me what to do in my finances, in my marriage, in my... No? Yan ang... Malaking pagkakamali ni Samuel. I said, ni Saul. And when Samuel confronted him, he said over and over again, You disobeyed the Lord. You have not obeyed what God said. Ipinipilit na si, si King Saul, I obeyed. Ayaw niya tanggapin na nagkamali siya, nagkasala siya. And so the, the throne, yung karapatan na maging hari, na strip sa kanya, napunta kay David. King David naman, Meron din siyang kasalanan. In fact, sa totoo lang, parang mas grabe pa. Sa actual sin is sin, pero parang mas marami na damay doon sa ginawa ni King David na kinovet niya yung asawa, na hindi niya asawa, asawa ni Uriah, uh, Uriah, and he lusted for her, and he got her, and had sex with her, na hindi niya asawa, asawa ng isa sa mga soldier niya. Tapos, para mag-cover up, pinatay niya, he made a way na papatayan na yung husband niya para maging asawa din niya. And then, he kept covering and hiding and covering at walang, akala niya, walang malalaman yung kanyang sexual sin at yung kanyang violent, selfish na ginagawa. Hindi siya nag-respond sa Holy Spirit. Dapat, sana, si David man after God's heart, dapat nag-humble down siya nung wala pang nalalaman. 
But God had to send Nathan sa kanya. And sabi ni Nathan, you are the man. You have done this. You have done that. And the Lord knows what you've done. Pero here, ito yung pakakaiba sa response ni David kaysa sa response ni Saul. Nag-humble down agad si David. Sabi niya, I have sinned. I have sinned and done what is wrong. And that's the big difference. Nag-humble down siya. Inamin niya kung anong ginawa niya. If you look at Psalms 32, this was what he wrote after his, you know, redemption. It said, uh, ang, ang saya ng taong pinatawad ang kasalanan. Yung pinatawad na sa mga mali niya. Masaya ang taong kinukonsider ni Lord na hindi guilty at walang pagkukunyari sa kanyang sarili. I'll read it with me. Nung hindi pa ako umaamin sa kasalanan ko, hinang-hina ako sa kakaiyak maghapon. Araw-gabi mo akong pinaparusahan, Lord. Utos ang lakas ko para akong natuyo sa init ng summer. Kaya ang mga kasalanan ko, kinonfess ko sa iyo. Ang mali ko, hindi na itinago. Sabi ko, Lord, aaminin ko na sa iyo ang mga kasalanan ko. At pinatawad mo lahat ng ito. So, that was, and also in Psalms chapter 51, He said, I have mercy on me, Lord. Have, because of your unfailing love, blot out, wash out, take away my sins and purify me. Sa Tagalog, in verse 10, sabi niya, O Diyos, gawin mo ako ng malinis na puso. Bigyan mo ako ng bagong pagkatao na sumusunod sa iyo. Huwag mo sana akong itab- itaboy sa at-, at palayasin ang banal na spirito. Sabi niya, ipa-experience mo ulit sa akin yung saya nung ili- niligtas mo ako at gawin mo akong masunurin sa inyo. So this was the difference. David was humble and Saul was prideful. Ano yung nangyari? Is yung response sa kanilang confrontation. Okay? And then I'll give you another example. This was two people sa New Testament. One was Judas and Peter. And as we're studying itong mga stories sa Bible, ang gusto ko, tanungin mo rin sa sarili mo, saan ba ako dito? Ako ba ay katulad ni Saul na pag kinonfront ako, pag chinek ako, magmamayabang pa at i-blame yung mga ibang tao or iiwasan ko or di-defend ko ang sarili ko? Or will I be like David and recognize, grabe naman, nakakita ni Lord lahat. I can't hide from this. Sabi niya, I, my soul is wasted away. I don't belong in this sin. Thank you. Not a kingdom front mo ako. I'm, I was sinful. Lord, change my heart. Lord, change me on the inside out. So, tingnan mo si Peter at si Judas. Si Judas and Peter, pareho silang nagkamali na big mistakes, big sin. Um, but a big difference sa kanilang reactions. So, dito sa, sa kay Judas... I want to show you kung gaano ka siya nag-off track. Hindi lang sa araw ng crucif- sa gabi ng crucifixion ni Jesus. Noon-noon pa, before that, he already had selfish motive. Write that down. Ito ang mistake ni Judas. He had a selfish motive. Now, I don't know kung ikaw may selfish motives in the relationship, in church, 
in your company. But you see Judas, he pretended to be the friend of Jesus. Nagpa-plastic siya. But he was actually tempted sa pera at sa power or potential power ni Jesus. At gusto niya more. Ang feeling niya, I deserve more. Gusto kong makabili ko anong gusto ko. Yan ang ano ni, ibang motives niya. Pangalawang pagkakamali ni Judas is meron siyang secret lifestyle. Meron siyang life na parang walang nakakaalam. Hindi alam ni Jesus. Hindi alam ng mga kasama niya sa team. No one knew that he was stealing the money. And no one knew also, it says in John chapter 12 verse 6, Judas, because there was a time na yung babae na binuhos ang pabango sa paanan ni Jesus. And sabi ni Judas, akala niya, maganda ang sinasabi niya. Sabi niya, eh yung sayang yun, dapat ibininta yan at bibigay yung pera sa mga mahihirap. Akala niya mag, maraming mag-agree sa kanya. Pero kinek siya ni Jesus, kinorek siya, hayan mo siya, leave her alone. And it says in John 12:6, Judas did not really care about the poor. Kunyari lang na nagmamalasakit siya sa mahihirap. But actually, iba yung motive niya at secret niya, he's stealing the money. Kaya gusto niyang ibenta yun. Kasi gusto niyang ipera yung perfume. And the third thing that Judas did wrong is he had wrong connection with the enemies of Jesus. Yung mga Lawyers of the Jewish law, the Pharisees, yung mga priests, these are the people laging nagririklamo patungkol kay Jesus. Laging nag-iisip ng scheme kung paano uh, i-take out si Jesus. These are the enemies of Jesus, kontra sila sa mission ni Jesus, and Judas was going to them and communicating with them na hindi alam ni Jesus at hindi alam ng mga kasama niya sa team. They talked private. Maaring doon sila nag-oonga. Eh. Baka pagdating doon, nagreklamo yung mga, eh yung master mo, si Jesus, ganito, ganyan. Baka nagsabi din si Judas, oo oh, nga, ganyan talaga siya. Sentya kayo sa, ano, sa leader ko, ganyan lang talaga yan. You know, you hear it? Probably naglabas din si Judas yung mga kanyang hurts. Alam mo, gusto ko lang ibenta yung perfume para may bigay sa mga mahirap. Isabi ni Jesus, leave her alone. Napahiya ako dun eh. Napahiya ako dun. At palagay ko si Jesus, wala rin pakialam sa mga hirap. Whatever, pagka nag-exchange hurts sila dun. Wrong communication with the wrong connections. And then the next thing, the fifth thing, is he was offended. I believe Judas got offended nung chineksya ni Jesus. Leave her alone. That perfume is for my burial. You don't understand. You're off. You're off track. Basta, leave her alone. Napahiya si Judas. And then the last thing Judas did wrong is he isolated himself. Pagkatapos ng kanyang pag-trader kay Jesus, himbis na bumalik sa group, himbis na bumalik sa kasama ng mga disciples, in-isolate niya ang sarili niya. Kaya doon siya nag-suicide. Matthew 27 verse 4, bumalik siya sa mga Pharisees, gusto niya isuli yung pera. Sabi niya, I've sinned against an innocent man. And they replied, 
What do we care? That's your problem. So the more na guilty siya, na hindi tunay na pagsisisi, kundi guilt lang. And patong-patong yan, at dahil wala siyang fellowship to encourage him, to speak life into him, in-isolate niya ang sarili niya, probably thinking, hindi ako karapat dapat mag-cell group ngayon. Hindi ako worthy na magtaas ang kamay ko, kaya dito na lang ako sa bahay. Eh, doon siya nagmumuni-muni, and whatever thoughts goes in his mind, he killed himself, he hung himself. Now, Peter, listen, Peter has a very similar failure like Judas. Peter lied about Jesus, denied Jesus, pero nag-bounce back siya. His heart was soft enough that he felt bad, not because grumabi yung situation, kundi dahil he displeased the Lord. He took this as an opportunity to really think deep about his relationship kay Jesus. Yes, nagkamali, wala siyang magagawa doon, nagkasala siya. But Peter took it as an opportunity instead of as an offense. Now, merong pakakataon si Peter to take offense. E kay Judas, anong sinabi ni Jesus? Leave her alone. Pero kay Peter, mas grabe pa. Sinabi niya, get behind me, Satan! O, di ba, mas grabe yun. In public, ha, sinabi ni Jesus yan sa harap ng mga ibang tao. So, dun, meron din pakakatuan, meron din chance na Peter would take offense. Pero hindi siya nagtanim ng sama ng loob. And he could have isolated himself after yung time na the rooster crow three times and he's, oh no, I denied Jesus. Sabi ko, hindi ko siya i-deny, pero ginawa ko. Ano Alam niyo, if you ever sinaktan mo ang sarili mo, yung iba nagkakat, yung iba sinasaktan ng simento, kung ano yung ginagawa. You laugh, but you've probably done it sometime. You, you, you feel, I have so bad ako. I, I don't, I hate myself for what I did. Mga ganon na feelings, di ba? I know I'm not alone. You know that. So that's the time, those feelings, he could have isolated himself. But he did not. He was with the group. John 21.3, sabi niya, let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. He wanted to stay with, he was still open enough, transparent enough, Peter kept showing up. Judas isolated himself. Both sinned. Both felt bad about what they did. Better listen to me very carefully. One is a worldly kind of sorrow that leads to death and one is a godly kind of sorrow that leads to salvation. Now, ano yung pagkakaiba? Makikita mo ito sa 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10. The kind of sorrow ano yung sorrow? Yung mabigat na sa kalooban? Yung heavy sadness? Kalungkuntan? The, the kind of sorrow that God wants us to have or experience, it will lead us away from sin, and the results will be salvation. And there's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But the worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Ano yung worldly sorrow? Nagsisisi dahil sa consequence. Nagsisisi dahil you lost face. Nabuking ka, nalaman na may iba. Don't, yun ang dahilan kung bakit nasisisi. 
Peter repented because he felt bad na tinalikod niya si Jesus. Si Judas, he felt bad because hindi niya akalain na talagang papatayan nila talaga si Jesus. Hindi niya na, na predict that it would go that far. And Judas and Peter both had sorrow. But Peter repented and Judas just regret. Isulat niyo regret and repent. Satan never wants you to focus on the consequence of sin. But I'm telling you this. Write this down. Always consider the consequences of everything you do. Before mag-decision ka, isipin mo ano magiging outcome. Huwag mamuhay ayon sa feelings lang, ayon sa short-term run. Sin always looks okay sa umpisa. Pero kailangan natin mag-isip din, advance. Saan papunta ito? Itong one-night stand. Ano magiging result nito? Itong kunting corruption na hindi naman malalaman ng iba. Ano potential danger in doing that? Think about the consequences. Parang it's like si Samson. Alam mo yung tough guy sa Old Testament? Na yung chicks niya, si Delilah, Six niya, hindi naman daw asawa niya. Si Delilah, maganda. Gusto niya si Delilah. Pero taga kabila, hindi siya taga community of faith. She's not, not a believer. And so, ginagamit lang siya ng mga kaaway ni Israel to get Samson. And niniloko niya si Samson pa ulit-ulit. And this guy, mang-mang, hindi siya natututo. Ilang beses, sabi niya, Samson, what's your secret? And then he keeps giving in to her request. Nagnanag pa siya. Pero nas, siguro na overcome si Samson sa beauty ni Delilah. And isang pagkakamalian. Kaya mga binata, don't just be so intoxicated sa beauty ng babae. Find one that is, you know, uh, a member of uh, Champions Community. Find one that is a disciple of Jesus na tunay. Because hindi porke na maganda, hindi ibig sabihin, yan ang makaka-help sa'yo. Find a woman that will help you, not hurt you. Lucky ng potential sana ni Samson. But his decisions cost him dearly. Hindi niya pre-interject. Hindi niya in-analyze in, in yung, yung future. The consequences, but listen to me, consequences can be your friend and your teacher. So just learn from it. Nung ba, binata pa ako, nakuha ko yung driver's license ko, mayroon akong plano kasi may freedom na ako. So nag-usap kami ng pinsan ko, best friends, and we're gonna papunta kami sa Mexico. Para doon kami magwawala. Kasi walang halos limitation. Pwedeng, mag, pwedeng uminom kahit uh, underage kami. Pwedeng mag-chicks, pwedeng mag-party. Kung ano ang gagawin. Yan ang talaga may plano ako. Wild, wild yung foolish wildness ng isang young person ako. With that freedom, some money, I was working. Ano nangyari sa akin? Na, na, just long story, I met an accident. And I broke three of my limbs out of four. And so na habang andun ako nagre-recover, I, I, I could have died. Habang andun ako sa hospital, and of course, there's no way to be humbled by just humiliated in the hospital. You can't move, you're dependent. 
on everybody. And doon, okay, canceled yung Mexico trip. <laughs> Obvious ba? Na-canceled yun. Pero doon ako nagising. Doon ako nagising. Saan ba talaga ng direction ng buhay ko? Anong magiging results pagpunta ako doon? What if doon ako na-meet ng accident? What if may venereal disease? What if doon ako nakulong? Think about the consequences. And don't live your life ng foolish. Try to learn from it. Yung si Zion, anak namin, when he was one years old, one year old, pinasok niya yung kanyang finger doon sa electric fan na may blade na bakal. Hindi yung plastic, ha? yung bakal, napaka-talas. <laughs> and simply, thank God, hindi naputol, but he, he got hurt. He hurt his finger, nadugo, and he was crying and everything. But guess what? He never did that again. Never na inulit niya. Ako, years ago, uh, may transaction kami ni Bambi sa Manila. So, nagbus kami papuntang Manila. Dalat ko yung favorite kong backpack, favorite kong MP3 player. And I have all the cash for the transaction doon sa Manila. Ang daming cash yun. So, nag-breakfast muna kami sa Chow King. Umupo ako. Si Bambi andyan. Habang naghihintay. Diyan lang, as far as from here to the front row. Ang, ang lapit lang, naghugas ako ng mga kamay. Then pagbalik ko, kasi iniwan ko yung bag dyan sa chair. And anyway, Bambi's right there. When I came back, wala na yung bag ko. And I lost a huge amount of cash. And it's like, I don't, you know, at first, ano bang reaction ko? Gusto kong si, 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 si Chow King eh. Kayo kasi, bakit low-res yung CCTV nyo? Ganito-ganyan. Bakit ganito sa Manila? Sa San Fernando, hindi ganyan. So, but it's my mistake. And guess what? That was an expensive tuition for me. Because I never leave my bag around like that. And I never leave cash. I see Gcash now, so safer. But I learned the hard way. And I learned it good. Sometimes the Lord allows you to reap what you sow. Wag mong sabihin, God hates you, God is punishing you. Grabe, you deserve it, and a lot worse. Every sin deserves a consequence. And I'm just telling you, madalas, ang mercy ni Lord is saving you every day from the consequences of your own foolish decisions. But if nakatikim ka ng pait na consequence, magpasalamat at gawin mong kaibigan yung consequence na yan. Make it your tuition and just learn from it. Can you shout, just learn from it? It doesn't matter, actually, kasi before, I make a big deal. Lord, is this from you? You're punishing me, disciplining me? Or Lord, is this from so reaping what I sowed? Or, or baka... Ito ay isang attack ng kaaway. That's it. I left my bag there. So, gawa ni, kaa- ni, ni devil yan. I left my bag on the chair. So, that's the devil attacking me. Maybe. Maybe the Lord is... Who knows? I think it's useless to try to always analyze. and you, We don't know. Because in every situation that you face, 
there are multiple players. There's the devil, there's your own consequences, and there's the Lord aligning you and directing you to change and to get better and teaching you. Hindi mahalaga na malaman mo kung sinong source. Baka halo-halo. Ang mahalaga is you just learn from it. Say it again. Say just learn from it. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6, it says the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son he accepts. Okay, so pagchastises, Greek, the word there is the same word that we get the word pedia. Right? You know what pedia means, right? Did you bring your child to a pediatrician? Okay, pediatric nurse. So, it's something in the ancient Greek times, they used that word chastise to describe a chosen ideal member of the community. And they, they pick them when they're young. And they put them through strict, excellent training para maging champion sa kanilang community. It's not that God is mad at you, that's why He's punishing you. Hindi po yan. Ang word nito, chastise, has more to do with education. It has more to do with training than ganti. It's not about that. God has no reason na gumanti sa'yo. But He has every reason. Kung ikaw ay tunay na anak niya, He has every reason to bring discipline and training and, and tuition for you. So, quickly... Tapusin natin ito with don't dwell on the past. Just learn from it. Kasi minsan, nagdi-dwell tayo, nagkamali ako, and then 30 years later, you're still guilty about what you did. 30 years later, or even 30 months later, you're still beating yourself up, angry at yourself, low self-esteem, hindi ka nakaka-recover, na when in fact, ikaw lang ang naalala na yung kasalanan mo. Because God promised, I will never remember their sins anymore. So, don't dwell on your past mistakes. It says in Isaiah 43, stop dwelling on the past events. I'm always doing something new. Paul said Philippians 3.13, I focus, hindi sa nakaraan. But forgetting that and moving forward to what lies ahead. But, you don't focus on the past. You don't dwell on it. But you learn from it. Does that make sense? Sabi ni Jesus, Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Now, notice, sabi ni Jesus, when you have turned back, means repent. Here's your mission. Strengthen your brothers. Because alam ni Jesus, he's going to learn through this. Hindi niya sinabi, Peter, when you, after you deny me, you better be sad and sorry about it and don't attend the, the service ever again for, no, sinabi niya, when you turn back, magiging testimony mo ito and tutulungan mo ang mga kapatid mo. And that's exactly what Peter did. A wise man learns from his mistakes. Gusto maging mas wiser pa? Itong, itong secret ko. A wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. And the wisest man learns from other people's success. 
And yung pinaka-successful is Jesus. So the wisest man will learn from Jesus. Sabi niya, learn from me. And uh, you'll find rest for your soul. So don't dwell on the past. Learn from it. And don't, what's the last thing? Hulain mo kung anong dun sa last. Don't repeat. Don't repeat. Alam mo, even sa staff ng church, very lenient ako sa mga bagong first-time mistakes. Pero very strict ako sa mga repeat mistakes. Does that make sense? Kasi ang mistake is for learning, not repeating. Hello? Pagbalik-balik, sabi ni 2 Peter chapter 2, pagbalik-balik ka sa kasalanan, para kang aso na kumakain ng kanyang sariling suka. Suka. And that's disgusting. Parang yung baboy na bumalik after having a bath, bumalik siya sa kaputikan. And it's it's like Abraham na he lied about his wife Sarah to protect himself. Kasalanan yun. Kamutikan siya na ibigay yung wife niya sa ibang lalaki. Because he wanted to protect himself. Nagkamali siya, pero hindi siya natuto. Inulit pa yung very same sin, inulit niya again in his life. And you know what happened? Hindi lang si Abraham ang nadamay sa kanyang refusal to learn the mistakes. Learn from mistakes. Now, yung anak niya, si Isaac, he also had the same exact sin of his father. Naglay siya patungkol sa kanyang wife. Not once, but also twice. Lying, deceiving, saving yourself. And you know what? Their grandchild, Abraham and Sarah's grandchild, Jacob, was even named deceiver. So you, the fact that Abraham did not correct and grow and learn from that mistake, it actually became a recurring theme or pattern which the Bible calls iniquity sa kanilang family. Na kung saan, unless somebody makes a change, it's going to be a struggle even for the next generation. So mga fathers, I really challenge you, kung ano yung mga mistakes mo, don't hide it. Don't make excuses. Learn from it. Humble down. Tell your wife you're sorry. Tell your children where you went wrong. And use it to strengthen your family. Otherwise, you're in danger that it becomes iniquity. And then, yung next generation, madadamay sa iyong pagiging mangmang. So don't do that. Make sure that you learn from it, grow from it, and move forward. Does that make sense to everybody? All right, we're, I, I, I want to, my time is up today, but I just wanted you to practice this. In your mga cell groups, I want you to really talk about what are the things, the mistakes that you can learn from. And how do you keep your heart soft upang imbis na magmayabang ka, you humble down and admit the mistakes, but not guilty. Learn from it, grow from it, and then don't repeat it. Does that make sense? And the, the best thing you can do right now is receive Jesus bilang tagapaglita sa Panginoon because siya lang ang makakapag-connect sa uh, ikaw kay Lord, kay God. No other way, no truth, no real life maliban kay Jesus. Siya ang tagapamagitan and the only way of salvation. If you believe that, would you put your hand on your heart and say, Jesus, tinatanggap kita bilang tagapagligtas. At in-invite na kita 
sa puso ko bilang unang hakbang ko na sumunod sa iyo. Gusto kong sumunod sa iyo habang buhay. Help me to grow, to learn from every sin, every failure, so that I can serve you more. Amen and amen. Okay, God bless you.